0: What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now we got some fun stuff for this week. I'm pretty excited. Brent was off in mini-wargaming land with Dave, fighting with lizards, doing a bunch of other really crazy stuff that we're going to end up hearing about today. And uh, I've been painting and playing, well, not really playing, but putting together Necromunda so that's been pretty exciting. But why don't we start off with uh, what we've been up to the last couple of weeks, and uh, we'll get going with Brent. What what have you uh, been up to? Clipping sprues?
1: Yeah, I'm clipping sprues right now. Man, I've got I've got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Now, often when I don't post anything on YouTube for a month, it's because I'm I'm busy doing stuff. Sometimes <laughs> I'm busy playing Minecraft, but this time, <laughs> busy all hobby all the time.
0: That's a change. No more Minecraft. Yeah. That's good. Hey, People want to hear so that. Every once in a while
1: the urge strikes. Like, <laughs> Brett, uh, right you've now been gone. It's, it's all hobby <laughs> all the time. And you're right. I did just get back from my lizard excursion in Philadelphia. I met Mini Wargamer Dave there. We played a game of Grimdark Future from One Page Rules. It was actually a, a four-day video shoot for that. Jeez. Yeah, so we had, we had one day of getting all the lights set up and a table in just the right spot and um yeah dave brought a really nice game table from the bunker it was i mean kind of like a seraphon looking temple sort of (laughs) very
0: aztec looking like old gold and you know feathers there there wasn't gold
1: but it was a lot of stonework so it was Mm -hmm. it was a board in the sense that it was wooden battens put together sure it was like a a wood board that bolted together three segments of I guess two feet by four feet rectangles that bolted together and some of them had a little bit of height to them and it was kind of like an old broken tiles with a lot of green patches on it Mm -hmm. so a lot of grays and greens and then it was all homemade and on top of it was all homemade styrofoam ruins like nice uh, yeah arches and pillars big styrofoam with with the um you know blocks and stone stonework cut into the styrofoam mm-hmm. and and painted all the same so it was a really nice looking board that that dave brought from from canada and we spent a little time going over it with the the paintbrush just to fix up a few <laughs> dents that it got in the van there on the way down right, but yeah. oh he drove it was looking really good
0: Oh, he drove all the way
1: there. I think it's actually a shorter drive than it was for me. Okay, so it so seems it was like far. six or seven hours for him, and oh, okay. seven or eight for me, something like that. Well, that's not
0: bad. I mean, I was thinking like, from where you are and from where he is, like that's that's gotta be like a day and a half. But I guess not. I don't know. Things are longer on this side of the
1: country. I'll tell you, that is like for very me to get true.
0: anywhere, it's like fourteen hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, for me to get anywhere, it's you have to drive past Boston and Hartford and right New York City. So you're already getting with, to the with, places. little inconveniences like Worcester in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but physical space is, is much smaller than out west, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we, we got all of us together in Philadelphia. Uh, we had a day of setup to make sure that the lights were right on this game table and get the cameras all in the right spaces. We got the the robot arm able to uh, very quickly, at the touch of a button, go up to an overhead view of the table, touch of a button down to look at Dave and I, uh, you know, looking a horizontal view at, right. at the two of us. <laughs> Another touch of the button, it goes right in and hovers over the dice tray to, oh, to see whether we're, we're doing well or not. And those shots <laughs> of just... Yeah, because a lot of battle reports do have those different views. Yeah, but not but at the same the, time. But the smoothness and the crispness of, uh-huh. of those motions of the camera just going, Dave and Brent are talking to each other. Now Dave and Brent are rolling off. And now aerial view. Let's see where these units are moving. Man. Yeah, I, I, I have not seen the edit of the footage that we've gotten. I, I think they're still working on that. But it's they've got some cool fodder to work from, I'll tell you that. Yeah and so the second day we actually played the game the game was fun it was close i mean no spoilers i want people to watch but <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah um and we did a pretty good job of remembering the rules from one page rules from Grimdark future i mean
0: at a certain point like if you're gonna be asked to remember a set of rules like come on it doesn't get shorter
1: it does not. I mean, I did a pretty good job. My lizards or dinosaurs have mm-hmm. this special rule called predator, okay. which is essentially exploding sixes on attacks. Very cool. Yeah. I just, I just didn't bother with that one. That is, Seriously? that is way too much. Well, I forgot about it. I had a lot of other stuff going. <laughs> it's
0: on. kind of a, that's like an exciting one though. That's, that's like all right. Like, I get get wounds for free. Like the, it's like a, come on. Those are the exciting rules, right? Like when you no. have an arm and you're like, "Look, like this, this one gets rerolls, twos, but only if it's close to this thing within eight inches." And then, you know, if I roll fours here, and then I can put an extra something. Like those are the like not good ones, but the exploding sixes are like the the gimme that you should remember.
1: <laughs> we didn't get in a lot of practice games. Maybe, I, I maybe can now understand we'll that. Use that in the yeah. future. Yeah. But I can tell you it was a close game, even though I didn't use. Predator Which means all.
0: that, yeah. I mean, just the power of deduction means you lost very slimly and would have won if it weren't for you forgetting that rule. Is what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> it's not a Don't spoiler. Try to I'm Sherlock just guessing. this you won't figure out. Who won <laughs> yeah, I will it out.
0: If it if it yeah. turns out to be true, I'm gonna just call you out on it when it comes up.
1: So, so Dave played a force of demons, and their big thing is coming in through the warp. Okay. And so yep. uh, I very quickly learned that they do a lot of damage. They can come out from the warp, or they don't call it the warp, but they come out from their wormhole. Yeah. And they can the charge on the same wormhole. turn that they come out from the wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty and, cool. And they get extra attacks when they charge and stuff. And so it was, it was pretty brutal of demons coming out from the wormhole. And Dave was nice and only had one giant unit uh, to start the game. (laughs) We're up in the the wormhole off the board. We we did start the game with at least some demons on the table. That's good. I mean, for for camera's sake, uh, going a little easy with our special rules there. It was a, a gentlemanly like game. That's fair. Except for this one moment. But again, no spoilers. spoilers. (laughs) Except for this
0: one. Wormholed me.
1: He got me with the wormhole. (laughs) Yeah, wormholed me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good. I like that. (laughs) Every time. Every Every time.
1: time. (laughs) So, yeah, we played the game on the second day. And then on the third and fourth day, it was pickup shots. And essentially... We actually reset the the state of the board so that we could have the camera come in and do all these crazy zooming shots of what units were where and, you know, all this crazy camera work when when a, a combat was going on, it would, you know, go and look at this character's face, then this character's face, then this character, then this character, and look at their weapons and... Nice. I don't know. Hard to explain in an audio format. Well, yeah. And even with video, I'm just uh, moving my fingers around trying to describe <laughs> yeah. this. So
0: Yeah. I mean, it just from what they're using, the whole robot arm and everything, like you explaining it, I can, I can see it in my head. And I'm trying to yeah. make it as cool as possible. And I, I don't think – like I think the actual video is going to be cooler than what I'm thinking about. Probably a lot of other people are thinking about yeah. So it's pretty exciting, because I know nothing like this has ever been done before. Um, yeah. Certainly not, you know, a, a almost half a million dollars set up to film a, a one-page rules game.
1: Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, I think it is half a million dollars. That's yeah. uh, That's the number they gave me of, like, the amount of equipment that was pointed at right. Dave and I in our silly <laughs> little game. <laughs> be the best-looking video you're in ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was, like, a shot of the dave had a cannon and when it was shooting a unit Mm -hmm. they got a shot of the probe lens would go right into the cannon barrel right and then they would the robot would arc the camera out from the barrel to land on the unit that dave had targeted of mine and so just doing all this clever stuff and you think about uh,
0: sound effects being put in and all this stuff like
1: yeah oh we, oh yeah yeah, get some star wipes in there and everything. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's star what wipe I did last week. So I've <laughs> busy, busy, busy.
0: Yeah, but uh, video probably not coming out for a minute, at least on your end, or or at least on their end, I should say. But on your end, are you like behind the so scenes uh, or?
1: Yeah, I'm doing some kind of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I'm showing the. Uh, I'm going to make a video of my process of painting up those lizards. Mm-hmm. Because I do think the lizards look pretty cool, and I yeah. want to get that that out of there. Um, but also, yeah, I have some pretty cool footage of behind-the-scenes shots of a film crew pointing cameras <laughs> at, our, at our minis, which is just yeah. a, a new experience. And all of this is so far and above what anyone has done before or anyone should ever do again. But... <laughs> just kind of looking at gaming from a a fresh angle and hopefully getting some new eyes on all of this Mm -hmm. getting some new people maybe interested in this hobby that we like i think that'd be pretty cool so yeah i mean that's
0: that's always worth it anyways i mean getting more people into miniature painting and hobbying and stuff like we need more people all the time always recruiting Oh, man. So, your last time we talked, you know, you brought up the lizards, of course. Um, You were 48 hours away from having to leave with them. Did you finish?
1: (laughs) Define finish?
0: Oh, you know, like having half a million dollars in camera equipment, finished pointing at it, like ready and feeling good.
1: Uh, I was painting in the hotel room. I was painting in the video studio. (laughs) Okay, Uh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's what he thought. (laughs) So, mostly finished. and but there there were moments
1: in filming where I'm like, can you stop pointing the camera at my Tyrannosaur and maybe point it at the geckos? The geckos look better. Point point at
0: those. Do you have like a hierarchy of like, uh, just avoid this as much as you can? Or, like, I didn't paint yeah. anything below this
1: point of the model. <laughs> and and everyone in the studio was like, no, Brent, it looks great. It looks fine. What are you talking about? I'm like, I, that camera looks very good, and yeah. I know what it looks like close up. So. Right. Yeah.
0: But. I think even, like, literally the best painters, you point a probe lens that close to a model, and you're like, hmm, that's not very smooth looking, you know? Like okay. it, it starts to degrade rather quickly, you know, in, in that scale when you're right up close to it. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean, I, from what I've seen, they look really good and they should look good on that, on the camera,
1: you know? Yeah. Thanks man. I, 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 mean, they're beautiful models and I painted many of them well enough to, to do credit to them and to get people interested in those, those Saurian star host characters. I mean,
0: so. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested in. For sure, you know I've been i kind of on the edge with the lizards for a long time, um, yeah. but now that now that I've got lizards living in my studio, I kind of feel like I need to, I need to do that.
1: Yeah. How oh, are you? Uh, what, what are you getting into? Some seraphons, some lizard bands. No, I mean Round like r- real, circular?
0: real lizards, like actual alive ones. Uh, so my my garage space has been invaded by lizards trying to get out of the cold here in northern Nevada. So I've had a couple of decent sized lizards living in the couch (laughs) in my studio. And uh, I got some footage of it. So I'm going to have Matt put that up while I'm talking about it. But yeah, like we have a lot of um, like, you know, desert lizards. We got like horny toads and uh, blue bellies mostly. And we got some other funky types of lizards up here, uh, but mostly blue belly. That's what you see. And they look really nice, like, when they're really big. Uh, they have a lot of really cool colors in them. Uh, obviously, the bellies are blue. That's why the name. But um, this big, fat lizard has just been basking in the sun when I'm in here. I have, like, the heater on, and it's by the window on top of the couch just splayed out. And it's it's pretty funny. I've been trying to catch it because it's like I don't really want a lizard in here. It's not exactly sanitary, but no. uh, it's kind of cool to see. So, I don't know. Just lizards. You've been talking about lizards. I got these lizards I feel like I'm being pushed a little bit to to get more into lizards.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot in common with all these lizards, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) Does that add or subtract from your overall hobby score right now?
0: I mean, technically, I I suppose it depends on the kind of person you are, right? Like, technically, like, uh, I think it detracts from it because... Now I have wild animals living in my space, right?
1: But it's not great. It's not a raccoon, but it's not great. So, you know, I think that's a good point of view. It detracts from the hobby space because you have wild yeah, animals living in your hobby space. They are I think wild. That's a good animals. way of looking at it, Casey. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily I mean, want to be. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, now if I were, if I was a different kind of person, it would a hundred percent add to it, right? If I was a lizard player, Say, and I just had a lizard army, and there were lizards living in my studio. I think I'd feel pretty good about that. This is Lizard Central now, uh. But no, no, I've I've had to clean up after them, and that's I don't want that. That's not what I want in my studio, and in, in like on a nice couch too. It's not like a it's not like a garbage couch. It's a nice couch. Want to be able to like lay on it. So
1: oh dang yeah. Well, that's probably why the lizards like it though. You know. Well, I think so. I mean, I got the heater going
0: in here. Um, obviously, right now it's oh, off, like that too. so it's
1: it's kind of cold in
0: here. But, um, yeah, the heater's been on. They've been coming in from outside, and I'm not sure how they're getting in. That's the real problem. Yeah.
1: Well, now you're learning why your house was on the market a few months ago, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what happens.
1: It's all just going to be fun little surprises along the way. Yeah, that's true.
0: So far, nothing terrible. You know, nothing like I'm sad about. Um, But, you know, like some weird power issues, like the the heater and the lights are run on the the switch on the wall, which I don't like, which means that I can't just plug all my lights into the ceiling and like have them turn on and separately do things. I have to like have it all on or nothing on. It's a little weird. Um, But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what I am excited about from one page rules though, are those, uh, space
1: rats, space lizard. No. Yeah. Rats. Those are coming along, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. I kind of, I, I want to go in with those space rats. So one page rules yeah, is definitely One page coming rules
1: up. sculpted a whole bunch of space dinosaurs first first yeah well, they are clearly working on their space rats now yes and yeah all so that's good. all good oh man
0: we'll have to now that you actually have a fully painted army of something uh i'll have to i'll have to make my own one page rules army and throw them in a bag we'll play a game
1: yeah next time you're in maine man we'll uh we'll play <laughs> we'll play honestly i think yeah the next time
0: that we would actually see each other in person you're coming to my house
1: wonderful yeah Yeah, i'm not bringing my lizards with me
0: i'll print i'll print out the lizards i'll do them myself
1: (laughs) you're painting both of our armies
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll have i'll have an entire lizard army and uh
1: yeah actually
0: that's not a bad idea (laughs) i could do that there you go I need so to let's get chop resin. it up,
1: get some stuff ready to go. I'll remember my Predator rule this time. Exactly. Yeah. See, I won't let you forget.
0: I, I, I'm i that kind of opponent. I don't want you to forget those exploding
1: sixes. I want to
0: see the destruction.
1: Yeah. Well, I bet the uh, rule set in Grimdark Future for the the rat people of space, I bet that's going to be a tough list. Like, I, I'm going to have to use every edge I can get. <laughs> my my missile pods, my Predator special rule. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, that That'd be tough, but wormhole thing sounds All right. pretty cool. All right, though. Casey, we're we're more than fifteen minutes into this podcast, and you know what that means? It is time for the hot tip of the day, hot tip of the week,
0: hot tip of the every other week.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, but today I have like five different semi-hot <laughs> tips. Right. Yeah, and you can you know you pause your. Pause your audio feed here. Just space them out however you want for right. the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Just keep going. I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. going right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off simple. All right, cool. Toothbrush. Always pack a toothbrush. That's... Casey is holding up two toothbrushes. I am, too. Okay. And this is something I think a lot of us do, mm-hmm. but I almost never hear anyone talk about And that is when you're assembling a model and you're scraping mold lines and you have just plastic debris all over your model, a toothbrush is really, really, really handy. And I've come to the point where I basically always have a toothbrush next to me when I'm assembling models. Yes. Scrape, 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 brush, brush, brush. Because you don't want to have that debris stay on the model and then you prime over it and then it's worse than a mold line, you know? Yeah,
0: it's a little chunk that's like right in the, especially when you get to the corners of things or like in a crevice, it just stays in there.
1: Elbows, armpits. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need a toothbrush for. And I'm talking about mold lines for plastic models, Mm -hmm. but this absolutely works for 3D prints, for metal models, for resin models. All types models. Of models. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: to get all of the dust and debris and, you know, flashing and everything off. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've been doing that for quite a long time and I don't know where I saw it. I don't know if it's just like an intuitive thing or if
1: just like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is just a sense. thing that we
0: do. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Because uh, I always and have toothbrushes just sitting on the desk.
1: Yeah. Now, there was a point where I was just using a a big old paintbrush to do it. Sure. And then at some point, eventually, I got some toothbrushes. And the reason I'm mentioning it now is I actually purposely bought a few more toothbrushes to keep around my hobby stuff so that I'd always have one in arm's reach. Yeah. This time about children's toothbrushes. Okay. Uh, my, th- This line is called the Firefly. There's a button and it lights up and it blinks. It also <laughs> uh, it has blood. a little suction cup so you can slam oh. it down next to the sink and you don't lose it. I have a couple of those.
0: My daughter uses them. For so yeah, you actual use adult
1: toothbrushes, toothbrush- uh, child toothbrushes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, hot tip of the day, consider getting some extra toothbrushes just, just for your hobby desk yeah
0: that is funny the other day um my wife came out to the hobby space and i have a pack of toothbrushes that was sitting out and she's like did you buy new toothbrushes like why is there a five pack of toothbrushes out here i'm like those are my toothbrushes why do you need toothbrushes i had to go into the whole thing i'm like well you know doing the models when i'm scraping mold lines and then, uh, since I, I clean a lot of models, like in a Sonic cleaner, like, you know, a little toothbrush off the model to get the paint off. That's super useful. So that's there's a lot different of good... toothbrush.
1: You have to have a, like a dirty <laughs> paint toothbrush for stripping models. And you oh, have a nice I, clean I one, soft bristles for, 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 uh, yeah. When you're taking mold lines off.
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, because I'm using, I mean, yeah. Okay. There's like excess paint and stuff on them. Um that's that tends to not go over well when you're trying to clean a model off with you know the get the plastic off the mold lines but uh no i just i just got a couple and when one's dry you know I just kind of slap it off like old bob ross and it seems to work just fine
1: yeah <laughs> brush the heck out of it Exactly, that's what you do
0: yeah beat the devil out of it
1: beat the devil uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. what you do yeah
0: beat the devil out of it <laughs>
1: I don't know how so it's funnier than it is, but <laughs> I've got I've got more hot tips today. You ready? Right, you got
0: more than one. I mean, the toothbrush—that's gold. I don't know. I don't know what else right. could you possibly About have for Bought myself
1: us? something else. <laughs> this here is called a plastic document box. Mm. Now, in other forms, I've mentioned that I really like clear plastic containers for storing minis, for storing supplies. It keeps stuff organized, but you can also see through the box to remember what the heck you put in there. Mm -hmm. Clear plastic boxes, very important. Now, the nice thing about these document boxes is that the inside of the box is tailor-made for pieces of paper. So there's a flat bottom and all of the corners are pretty dang close to a right angle. Right. Now, whereas you got a lot of Tupperware and other rubber-made sort of storage solutions, all sorts of weird curvature in there yeah stuff doesn't lie flat to reduce
0: bacterial buildup
1: it is just an inefficient use of space you know yeah (laughs) now this this thing if i wanted to i could do the old trick of of putting some magnet tin in the bottom or or by that i mean the steel that's sold in the like duct supplies in the hardware store right Put a big old sheet of steel in the bottom of this. I got a magnetic storage tray. Nice right angles everywhere. Clear so I can see what what's actually in my storage tray. Anyway. I picked up a few document boxes because they're they're actually rectangular on the inside. And I, that that just pleases me to no end.
0: <laughs> it just fits so well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um now. Next to the document boxes, I found something else, and this one might be my best stupid discovery yet. <laughs> so this is in the store next to the document boxes. Something called crayon boxes. Right,
0: but not your average like elementary school crayon box.
1: Right, right, not a, yeah, not yeah. a cardboard box that says Crayola on it that comes. No crayons are included. Right, it's, it, it's a it's a box kind of the right size for crayons this is again clear plastic box right angles on the inside rectangular now the the crayon size i think is actually perfect for basing materials so i've got one for sand i've got one for chunky sand i've got one for pebbles one for rocks one for little bits of wire uh you know re- remnants of 3d printing supports i've got all my basing materials in these little crayon boxes, which is so much better than what I had been doing before, which was round Tupperwares. Yeah. Which do not stack well, which do not slide nicely next to each other. Here I've got these rectangles. They stack well. They they yeah horizontally arrange nicely, nice nice uh smooth lines, straight lines, no kind of this wasted space when you're trying to mash you know, circular containers next to each other look i i also what is this guy talking about You're right but you think about it you'll see go out <laughs> go out there get yourself some some truly rectangular boxes that are a reasonable size to keep some basic materials in i think i, I think i may just win you over i think
0: i mean just by looking at them from my end, I'm looking at it through a video. Like I want to go get some of those boxes. Like those look perfect for, yeah, basing materials, but also bits like just big enough that you could put a lot of bits from one, you know, like faction or, or type in there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I need that. I need that in my life. I just bought a bunch of boxes from target. I went and bought like, they have a, like $4, uh, big tubs, that are like larger than most for the price. Uh, that come with a lid, and I've been using those to keep a bunch of models, like assembled models and stuff. Uh, but they're not square; they're they're kind of funky and they're like tapered a little. So it's like you get less room than you think you do, and it nothing quite fits squarely, you know. So they yeah, I'm gonna have to document boxes and crayon boxes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that seems nice.
0: That's a that's a good hot tip yeah. right there.
1: I, d- I don't know if the crayon box is actually a search term that will get you anywhere useful. Probably not. But it was what was on the, the sticker of the boxes I bought, and they were sold next to document boxes. I think document box actually is uh, an industry term that will get you somewhere yeah. useful. that makes yeah. sense.
0: Well, and if you're yeah. in the aisle that has document boxes, it's likely that there's just smaller versions of the document box exactly. right next exactly. to it so
1: something and, like and that And i got an even smaller one i think this oh is called goodness. a knickknack box but i use That's it for knickknacks smaller. yeah and, and it's still very cute. square
0: and it they look nice though I, I mean it's it's hard to explain that like in a podcast like this box looks nice <laughs> but it actually does <laughs>
1: <laughs> Casey and I both really appreciate storage solutions. Yeah. And like when we when we reach a new level of, of thinking on the whole storage question, mm-hmm. it is a big day for us. Right. It, it it does make us happy and therefore you're you're gonna hear about it. But well and,
0: and as a good example, you know, we'll use our hobby rating system. If you were to take all the boxes, say, Brent, in your hobby space, the ones that are behind you in, in on your set, right? They're all rounded, mm-hmm. they're all funky. Like, they're all, you know, uniform. You got a nice, like, symmetry going on. But if you were to replace those with 90-degree angle boxes, like, I would give you an extra, like, 0. 0.1 or 2 for sure.
1: I certainly would. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's worse. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's worth me spending, like, $100 on plastic <laughs> boxes. I think uh, I've already done that. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, you could probably sell them all off and get half your money back, so... I don't want to be doing a Craigslist <laughs> ad for used, for used plastic, plastic boxes. boxes. I, I'm a, I'm a busy and important person. Casey, I yeah. don't got time for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got time to play Minecraft for a month before releasing a video. But don't have time for that.
1: <laughs> Look, I don't know what to tell you. I play Minecraft for three, four days, and all three, of a sudden four it's a month day. later. I have it's no idea like how that time conversion three,
0: works. Three, four hours to sell these boxes or or recycle them. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Still. All right, Casey. We got to we got to keep moving along with the hot tips. Yeah, 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 you're right. We've been you're on right. we've been on these these little clear plastic boxes for too long. Oh, they're
0: so nice.
1: Okay. So, this next one is experimental, okay. and I think it has a 50/50 chance of working not working, or that is 70/30 not working to to working, okay. maybe.
0: So, we're moving okay. away from hot tip to like lukewarm tip.
1: So to, to let's give this a try. Uh-huh. To... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you may know that I'm a person that loves to put magnets under the bases of my models so mm-hmm. that I have the option of sticking them to steel, whether that be inside of a cake pan or some sort of custom-built uh, movement and storage system. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like magnets on the bottom of the bases. I do. Now, recently... I have been putting together a lot of test models for the next range of, of speed paint from Army Painter is coming out, and so I need a lot of test models, and actually that's what I'm I'm clipping as I talk to you right now. I'm clipping out some more test models. Army Painter put out a, a learn to paint kit, and they had one of these sprues in there. And as we were as I was talking to those guys about doing some testing of their new line of speed paints. I was like, look, I'm gonna need a lot of test models. So if you could send me a lot of (laughs) Archon Studios, plastic sprues, five adventurers for learning to paint. If you could just send me a pile of those sprues, that would be that'd be great. And they did. So I've got a whole bunch of dwarven clerics and I've got my my elven adventurers and look, I've got some test models. I got some plastic test
0: models.
1: (laughs) And the point is I have like fifty. Of each of these guys. Oh, wow. And neodymium is not the cheapest thing. No. Even even if you buy it from like the Chinese sellers on eBay, it mm-hmm. gets a lot cheaper when you do that, but, but it's still not the cheapest thing to buy neodymium magnets. And if I'm, if I'm doing 100, 200 test models, that's going to add up. Yeah. So I am pioneering a stupid system that I call the Magnet Sandwich. Now, the reason this system is so stupid is because I have taken a further level of cheapness down the path, Mm. which I call relying on hot glue. Okay, (laughs) so here's what I'm talking about. This is falling apart. I've got got a test model, a plastic test model. Yeah, yeah. And on the bottom of the base, I put a whole lot of hot glue, Mm -hmm. and then I put a little piece of steel from duct work. Duct steel. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Hold on. Did you buy them punched or did
0: you cut that?
1: I got my tin snips for snipping steel. Look, look, hold on. (laughs) That would have taken forever. Uh, Hello. I I keep going down these side paths to try to talk about my magnet sandwich system, but I know this is an audio format, but I'm going to try to explain to you duct steel. Now, if you are watching this podcast on YouTube, Paint bravely the podcast. You can see me holding up duct steel, but if you're not, hold on.
0: Oh my goodness, This thunder. The thunder.
1: And now we all know what I'm talking about. We're talking about duct steel. Yeah, the really thin, shiny metal. It is really thin, a very thin little bit of steel, but it is Mm -hmm. the correct grade of steel to be ferromagnetic. And Mm -hmm. just a tiny little square of that actually holds a magnet with a lot of strength. Sure. So, hot glue on the bottom of the base, duct steel into the hot glue. Yeah. And now, if I want, I can temporarily affix a magnet as the meat in this steel sandwich of uh, modular storage and and, and, uh, movement. Yeah. Okay. So. Bottom of the base, hot glue, steel. Temporary magnet on the steel. Gotcha. And I can stick this anywhere. And that'll work as long as the hot glue holds. Right, yeah. You might think, but Brent, hot glue doesn't hold. Ah, ah. But what if you use a lot of hot glue? (laughs) (laughs) That's the solution. Just put more on. Oh, Hot tip of the day, hot glue gun, magnet sandwich, um, I'll be back in two weeks to let you know how badly yeah. this plan failed. But <laughs> so far, I've put a little bit of steel on the bottom of about a hundred minis. So um, yeah, this is gonna I'm work really, really well. This goes well for us. Or we're
0: gonna have to redact a hot tip like later in the road to make an apology. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. We put out a video like four days after this one <laughs> yeah, drops. The only time we put apology. out a, a, yeah, a video in between yeah. podcasts is just to let people know to <laughs> not... Yeah, no, no, actually never use hot glue Don't for anything that. in this hobby. That. Yeah. Never, 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 never.
0: I've cleaned up my fair share of hot glue and I'm going to... I just as much as humanly possible within the hobby sphere <laughs> just try and avoid it completely like unless you're doing some kind of terrain thing where it's like this is acceptable hot glue is fine and even then there are like rules around that because if you're wire cutting or something foam like you don't want to hot glue that you're gonna get glue all over your foam cutter uh, anyways hot glue is not good <laughs> now I, I do think that you're probably onto something here like that should stick for a while
1: should but so so the level of test models that i'm doing here is like here is the new red from the speed paint line prime the model white, slap the red all over it Mm -hmm. and store the model right and so i've got my magnetic uh holders my painting handles magnetic painting handles slap my my hot glue mini onto the onto the painting handle. Yeah, and I mean
0: in that. For as, that as long too. as it
1: holds for while I'm while I'm testing out that new red color, mm-hmm. good enough. It should.
0: At least give you one good one good right. time of painting.
1: Yeah. And so I have primed up a hundred of these now, and I have not had any of the hot glue fail yet. Okay. So so I've at least had these stuck to magnets for several days at this yeah. point. <laughs> and hey, I've had super glue neodymium on the bottom of bases fail at a higher than one percent level after a couple of days
0: yeah i mean you almost never know with that stuff too
1: that's its own type of annoyance that was a that was a learning process too super gluing magnets to the bottom of the bases yeah it works pretty well for a while but eventually the super glue just breaks and yeah i mean i remember just hearing chink (laughs) right you know where where you know i've got Mini stored in cake pans behind me, <laughs> and every once in a while, just in the middle of the night, oh my God. The, the super glue will just give out. The magnet will slap onto the uh, middle. Yeah, just rock it from the bottom <laughs> of the base, the the extra couple of millimeters, and slam into the cake pan and go chink. That is and that is
0: horrifying. Like in the middle of the night, you just you're hearing like little tings in in these boxes. Come on now. Was... <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: It'd be like one every couple of weeks, but it'd be like, oh no, like, <laughs> in that cake pan, <laughs> there are a couple of models that are no longer properly stored in there, yeah. and I'm going to have to go back and use two-part epoxy like I should have done in the first place. And, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the, the actual tip is, if you want to put magnets on the bottom of your bases, rough up the bottom of the bases so that there's better adhesion, and you use a nice two-part epoxy use a lot of it to really stick that magnet down there yeah but if you got a whole lot of minis and you're willing to roll the dice because you don't care that much and you're tired of paying for uh, two part epoxy which does add up after a while and you're go, go tired of paying store, for all that neodymium which adds up after a while get yourself some duct steel and some hot glue yeah. that is cheap
0: yeah. <laughs> yes it is and we'll see what happens we will so update that's my you. That's bad tip of the week. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. Could be amazing. Could just happen to work out for years and, you know, you're you at less than half a percent failure rate on this hot glue. Like, it, I mean, it does depend on, like, if you take them somewhere, too. Like, if you were to do this, take them, like, on an airplane and it got really cold out or really hot out or something, like, temperature shifts, right? But if you're in your studio space and dropping sprues everywhere then like you're probably okay for a while right like a good while
1: see that's what i'm thinking but who yeah, knows but who
0: knows who knows start hearing a bunch of tings in the middle of the night these magnets falling out of this hot glue or the the steel coming off <laughs> that's not bad
1: though
0: i mean having a, a an efficient way to do that with that many models. Yeah. I wouldn't want to like super glue in a bunch of magnets or, or two part epoxy and a bunch of magnets on models. I'm not going to use. So, yeah. you know, definitely a better way to go than that.
1: But yep. When I'm, when I'm done with those models, I will reclaim my magnets. You know, yeah. Just, just pull them <laughs> right off of the, the duct steel there. And, and... Put them back in my magnet collection.
0: Well, now you know if you wanted to end up keeping those too, you could buy that like cheap, uh, sort of cheap like roll out magnet stuff, like the strips, and actually yep. use that. Just put them on in the bottom of the box or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, that would still yeah, work. That's a good point. I've I've thought about that too. Yeah, doesn't doesn't have to be a neodymium. I mean, that's what the that's what the pros use. Right. Yeah. I, could, I could use that that uh magnetic paneling magnetic strips would be all right
0: i mean just to hold them in place right so that they don't i don't know somehow fall over while they're sitting on your shelf somehow
1: yeah yeah seems like all right what what else (laughs) you got do you have any hobby
0: innovations over there casey innovations not so much innovations but i did find deep thoughts yeah uses for hot glue <laughs> uses for hot glue no still no good uses for hot glue that i'm aware of <laughs> like we'll sticking some that. styrofoam together occasionally i think that that works or uh you know i used it to glue some felt together not too long ago for my son's uh like weird parade okay. thing they had and they had to make this thing out anyways um i've been i've been kind of like deep into necromunda lately necromunda uh, Necromunda. Yeah. yeah. So I've, uh, I've, I have bought uh, the 1995 version of Necromunda from this old yeah. lady that's like down the street from me. She just happened to post it on Facebook and I'm like, okay, I will drive to your house and I will give you money for this, this Necromunda. Uh, she didn't really know what it was. I still gave her 50 bucks for it, even though uh, I know it's worth a lot more than that. Uh, I didn't open the box, which was kind of stupid. But it was heavy, and there were definitely things inside. So I'm just like, whatever, I'm going to roll with it. Like, this is a nice old lady. I don't want to be worried about this. So uh, I bought the Necromunda. I took it home. I opened it up, and, like, all the models are there. Almost all the books are there. Uh, All the, the, like, paper, cardboard terrain is in the box, and it's all brand new. It hasn't been touched. So, like, all this awesome stuff in the box, the only thing I was missing was, like, the how to actually build your army book which is kind of important. Um, and the uh, the like square terrain pieces that fit together to put the actual terrain together. Okay. Um, which is a huge bummer because that's kind of like the gold inside of that box. Uh, because the models are definitely outdated, although hilarious and amazing. And I do like them. Um, the terrain is kind of whatever. There's terrain. You can use whatever you want as terrain. So, it's kind of... It's nice to see. It's like... It's cool terrain. But not super necessary. Um, the rules are all free online at this point. Like, GW just provides them. Because, you know, this game is pretty old at this point. Uh, but the... The, like... Uh, what are they called? Bulkheads. That's what they are. Bulkheads. They're like doors that go in right. between the, the areas. They have like a special slotted system in the top and bottom that allows them to click together and create like multiple levels. And you can slide in uh, either the cardboard stuff or uh, like foam core sheets that are, are pretty thin. Uh, but you can make a bunch of terrain this way and you can have multiple levels and you can do all this cool stuff. Um, so, like, they're pretty sought after they're expensive to buy used and you just don't see them that often. And they're probably one of the coolest bits of terrain that games workshops ever make. Cause it's super modular and it's simple. So I've been like racking my brain on how to figure out how to find some or, you know, do this the proper way. And I ended up finding some three D print files. Um, and I, I printed out a couple different versions and I finally landed on a pretty good version of the system and they look, they're like inspired by the original design. So they kind of look similar. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, you know, at a glance, it basically looks the same and they work the same way. Um, little funky to print out in resin, you know, cause that's all I have. I I assume people probably print them out like FDM or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've been putting together Necromunda for the last like week and painting the models and getting that all ready. And right now I've got like the whole set put together, I've got models painted and everything, and it looks pretty sweet. Like it is, it is a, a good reminder of where we have come
1: from. You got any uh, caution stripes? Caution stripe bravely? <laughs>
0: I, I did not paint any caution stripes on anything of the models or the, the, uh, the terrain um, hmm. because I'm trying to get a lot done, like, in a short amount of time. But the actual cardboard terrain has caution stripes literally on every single piece. So it might have been overkill to put some on the actual guys. Um, that being said, if I was going to scratch build more Necromunda guys, I would definitely do that. Because I, I I do like good caution stripe where it's that nice bright yellow to like orange with the black lines in between It's such a good look, I like on a on did. a good shoulder pad like it's so good you can't beat it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you're kind of surprising me that you didn't. But hey, that's a that's a pretty good haul. You you updated it with a just a little bit of 3D printing there. Nice.
0: Yeah, like it feels like I, a, a genuine kind of like rescue moment. I'm I'm just taking this this box that you can buy for like three hundred bucks now on eBay. Whew. Yeah, three or four hundred bucks now for these things. Uh and as far I as think, I know, people like this thing. I
1: actually better. threw a set of those out like five years ago. No when I, when I had my awesome haul, I, I had it was like I got a bunch of terrain in there, and I think I threw most of the just all like soggy old cardboard, and I was like, "What the <laughs> heck are these stupid things?" And I think oh, I, no. I think I tossed them. Like the I'm literal best
0: sure. terrain that Games Workshop has ever made. <laughs>
1: Okay, like the this most was before useful. I had a channel yeah, and, I and had really really good excuses to hoard stuff oh, that is this so was, not this, a good I was excuse. condensing I didn't have as many plastic bins to put stuff in Shame. so I, I was trying to condense and like Shame. just the stuff like, I have no idea when I would use this in my personal hobby wow and, why would anyone use this? What the heck even is this? Why like, would anyone doesn't, use it this? It doesn't seem to connect to anything here. I didn't know it was meant for the soggy cardboard that I had already thrown away. So
0: I I can forgive you for the soggy cardboard because obviously that's not gonna that's not gonna work out. You know, I mean, right. maybe you could dry it out, maybe iron it i don't know yeah. i wouldn't bother with something that, like that
1: but that's why it's so rare dude it's because it's because people didn't understand it and it probably got thrown away at a higher rate than goliath goliaths sure. certainly sure. yeah
0: i did. i i did paint I, I painted five from each squad that comes in the box one of them's goliaths and they are fantastic they're so stupid like Wonderful. so stupid but they're so good. <laughs> like, they all have the derpiest faces on them. And I, like, I did the eyes, right? I painted in the eyes, and I got them. Well, I feel pretty good, but, like, even getting them where they should be, they're derpy. Like, they look so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's very classic. Um, not, like, the uh, the box art at all, which looks epic. <laughs> the models are terrifying. Um, I can't believe you threw this away, man. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure. Oh. And also the cardboard from like a Titanicus or Epic 40k set, really? which apparently like the cardboard uh, sky building, yeah. skyscrapers. That You fold into the like only square. actual models of, of like a city from from that universe. It was stupid cardboard. Like, what? it's stupid, stupid no, I, I cardboard. I had to condense. I was living in an apartment, and
0: cardboard condenses the flatness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or it condenses by a hundred percent
0: or yeah or it's gone <laughs> but the uh man like the terrain bits though like yeah they are um they're pretty cool like because you can basically you know now that i have these I'm, I'm just gonna go get some of that foam core and like i can cut out whatever shapes i want paint it and there you go you got unlimited terrain that just fit together in this this whole system it's really cool um, so that's pretty sad that you don't have it anymore, especially because it is worth some money. Because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'd give it to you if I had them. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like people don't, they don't buy the Necromunda box for anything else. I think. I think that's why they buy it. So, bummer. Also, the box looks really good. The actual just having the box sitting around is like, yeah, that's sweet. looking That's game. pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That's that's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. If if that uh, grandma took care of that Necromunda <laughs> box, then um, so all is right in the world. Yeah. On the inside
0: of the box, there were a bunch of like uh, photocopied uh, roster lists. Like somebody photocopied the back of the book and like did their roster lists, and like there were just a bunch of ridiculous names on all of them. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna be good. i because I'm obviously gonna be making a, a video about this. Um, a lot of them I'm gonna have to blur out because you know, kids will be kids. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh huh. Uh huh. But pretty awesome. Like
1: you can see that somebody actually played it, which is really cool. Um, Dude, that's all because you know the actual names of your characters. Yeah, like I the, could. The I could just use those... their rosters. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the names that those people were given 25 years ago. Right, they, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the, they've, uh, they've
1: grown up since then and retained their names, and you you know their true names. So, <laughs> the
0: true names these Other
1: than the ones you need to edit to be able to uh, add yeah. placements on your YouTube video, <laughs> then you should yeah exactly i'm uh, safely faithful, be able to those. post
0: these this, these videos are uh okay for all ages <laughs> yeah some are pretty colorful <laughs> yeah oh man uh
1: wonderful I, one, well, that's a good one call, i do dude. remember that i'm yeah not bad yeah dude, um now you need to go back to that lady and what else you got yeah um, right jones and I well, know she you did got more. say, I like, I know you have more in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, like, apparently, she um, every so often buys um, storage units,
1: uh... and she just sells the
0: stuff on Facebook. So, this was part of that, and I was like, okay, Look, "This
1: wasn't, you know, her son's Necromunda no, box from." No, although 97. she did tell me that
0: her son told her to sell it for at least fifty dollars. Because she was like ten okay. dollars, and then her son was like, "No, no, no! That's Games Workshop. You need to sell that for money." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Her, she was she was surprised because it went up, and I was over there that day. <laughs> like I, I got that notification, and I'm like calling this old lady, like, "You don't sell that Necromunda Excuse to anybody, <laughs> ma'am." I'm here
1: about the Necromunda. <laughs>
0: yeah, I did too. I just pulled up and walked Do you up have to her. The Underhive
1: expansion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man yeah she had no idea what it was she's just like "Uh, is that a board game like yeah something like that (laughs) like it's fine just give me the box lady I gotta go yeah
1: Yeah. there's there's three cars each driven by like a 35 year old man (laughs) outside of her outside of her house we're gonna fight for
0: necromunda today just eyeing
1: each other (laughs) eyeballing each other
0: exactly (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, I started bidding war right, right in the lawn. Because, <laughs> cause of course, like those three people, myself included, are not going to get into a fight over a board game, like physically. <laughs> like, I have more expendable income currently, so I would use that to my advantage. Yeah, it was good. She didn't, uh, she didn't fight me for it or, or any of that. All right. Yeah. So I've been working on that. Uh, yeah, trying to trying to think of a. Uh, I need display cases. That's what I need. Ooh. I need uh, I need some display cases, cause I got room in here for like I'm putting a table in, and I need to be able to put my models up where they're not going to get ruined. Cause right now I got like a little like uh you know DVD display case that holds quite a few models, but I can't fit a lot of the bigger models. So right now a lot of the models I have are just out and they're getting dusty and that's no good. I do not no want good. them to be dusty. So I'm looking for display cases. I know a lot of people are going to go Detolf. I know that's a that's a pretty common suggestion and I don't want the Detolf but I'd like something within that price range.
1: <laughs> that is the classic Ikea display case. That's a lot of glass. it got like three or four glass shelves inside of a, a big, tall glass rectangle. Mm-hmm. People yeah. sell modifications to add more glass shelves and to add LED lighting.
0: Yeah, there's all sorts of things. It is a, it is a those, common
1: huh? solution. It look, they look slightly flimsy, partially just because it's all glass. With like a little bit of cheap I- IKEA metal in there, but it seems so sketchy to put like here. I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna throw down like a thousand dollars on this ninety nine dollar shelf system made of glass, and hope for the best. Now, editor Matt can uh kind of fill this in a little bit, probably over text over the video, but he has a Detolf. and I think he was on vacation at one point, and he came home to the top panel of the Detolf broke while he was gone and fell through the rest and broke all the models on the inside.
1: That, so I'm that kind was of Matt? afraid. Matt had yes. that
0: happen? Yes, that was, that was Matt, yeah.
1: Oh, n- Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So it just all the way down, sandwiched everything? But
0: sandwiched it all, broke a bunch of stuff off of all the models and, and was just like, well, this is no good. Yeah, I think he has replaced all of the glass since then, and I, I pretty sure it's still standing at this point i I can't remember um but man that that scares me like that's like well, right now
1: we've we've probably got a couple of listeners who have a detolf you know in the corner yeah maybe in the room that they're sitting in right now or maybe, maybe they're out right now they're doing some grocery <laughs> shopping thinking about and how they have a detolf at home <laughs> that has like a thousand dollars of bottles in it right You're like oh boy better Better hurry up here at the supermarket. Get yeah. back home and Got
0: hot glue those corners down. Deep, yeah, deep
1: yeah.
0: I mean, that would certainly do it, right? Look, just two-part epoxy every single corner of that that glass, so it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, that would fix that. But, but again, it's like doing more work to make the thing work for all this expensive stuff. I really right. want to find a solution that's relatively inexpensive that holds a good amount of models that also looks halfway decent. Um, So that's why I wanted to throw it out in the podcast because I have to imagine that people who are listening have some good solutions. Got to be.
1: So we are looking for a commercially available display case. Yeah. That you can buy that is better than the Detolf. Correct. Safer than the detail. Safer. More reliable, More reliable. than the detail.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to come home to a, a broken broken cabinet and all my models. Who does? Yeah. I mean yeah, no nobody does. That would that sounds terrible. It sounds like a nightmare, honestly. Like spent all this uh, this time and energy and money and they're all gone. They're all broken. And I almost right. rather have somebody who's just broken and stolen them at that point. Like, well, bummer gotta repaint them but in this case it's like gotta fix them and repaint them and do all this extra stuff I don't it can't handle that
1: yeah we could i mean we could look on this on the the bright side of being excited about getting getting some new furniture a new way to display your minis keep them safe keep them dust free mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no I'm, I'm curious about this question too yeah now at, at one level you know i mean stores have display cases like True. a jewelry store mm-hmm. has nice display cases. Man, those are so expensive. Like even so not expensive. like lockable so ones. Expensive. So
0: expensive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We need need something in between an actual commercial like property display case Yeah. and a DTOLF. Somewhere right. right in the middle. But you know, not <laughs> not too expensive.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I've I've found good versions of these things. But they're like, oh, this is six hundred dollars, and it's like the same amount of space that you would get in a ninety-nine dollar detolf. So it's like, I can see why people go for that option, but they and maybe that's just that's what it is. Maybe those are the options. I don't know. It's just like I don't know if I can justify spending six hundred to a thousand dollars to you know store like an
1: army. Well, you did just get a deal on that box of Necromunda. Saved yourself like 250 I right did. there. I
0: do feel good about that. And if I keep doing that, then I will eventually save enough money to somehow... That doesn't mean I had the money to begin with. I think with that well. logic
1: works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense, right? Like, if I don't spend four it... four more boxes of Necromunda <laughs> and then get yourself a nice display case. I mean, theoretically,
0: I could paint
1: this box set and then sell it. Then I wouldn't
0: have Necromunda anymore.
1: Hmm. hmm. Well, that's a dilemma. That's for sure. It's a little bit, yeah. I
0: don't know. That's that's the path I'm on currently. I'm trying to. I've actually done a little bit of work in the studio. Like I, I got a bunch of stuff hung up, and I've I've actually patched a bunch of the holes in the walls. Uh, after I've taken down all this like crappy. Yeah, maybe that's siding. Where the lizards are
1: coming in it's from. It's
0: possible. <laughs> I did. Uh, there was one pretty large hole in the actual sheet rock that I had it's, to like fix. It's like a
1: lizard shaped cutout <laughs> in the <this> side. <laughs> yeah, <of here>. Exactly.
0: <laughs> lizards coming in from I don't know. Like I have to imagine I just like left the door open for I don't know, thirty seconds and it just like slipped in. It's like, oh there's warmth coming from, from there. That is I must frightening. Get
1: in. that is frightening. Yeah. yeah the idea Well you of you don't live in a place where there are lizards. Waiting for their moment to strike? And, then, oh, yeah. and the speed that they must scurry oh at. They, they're they quick yeah. they are quick are they oh yeah dang.
0: I mean the, these like blue bellies aren't the fastest I've, I've definitely had some lizards that are pretty gnarly from out here that are like quick and will bite the holy crap out of you but oh. uh, yeah the blue bellies are mostly harmless like you can pick them up and like you know they're fine like they'll bite they'll try and bite you but they don't have like super sharp teeth or anything Although this one that I've been chasing that I haven't caught yet is a good, like... I'd say he's a good foot long. And he's thick. The thick boy. Dang. So, he's, he's one of the bigger ones that I've seen recently. But anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah, like, I've, I put texture on the, the wall over here. Like, I, I'm getting some paint probably this weekend. I need to get this place, like, finished because... Man, like, on camera, it looks like hot garbage. Like, it looks like a serious downgrade from my last studio. It sucks.
1: <laughs> Your last studio didn't have too much wall space that you needed to make look good. Now you've got a lot more, lot yeah. more wall in there. Uh, got to spiffy it up.
0: That's true. I mean, the, the, uh, the amount of wall space is, is probably tripled that I actually have to paint and do up properly because like pointing a camera from the other side like i'm not too worried about stuff behind that but like this whole section and behind me and all this stuff it's it's a it's a pretty good size space so i don't know like i'm i'm wanting to do like you know display cabinets i definitely i'm going to look into those uh document boxes because like having nice uniform square boxes man that sounds so good because like i got some nice shelving in my like storage space and I I bought all those boxes from Target, kind of have everything stacked up. And most of my models are put away currently in those. So at least they're not getting super dusty. But, you know, I also want to be able to pull things out and know where everything is, because right now, man, I don't know where almost anything is like I had to search for the the power cord for my 3D printer just to get this project done. Like I had to look and it took me a while.
1: And that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's how moving goes. For sure, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, oh. ah, oh, dude, I'm I'm approaching the end of my sprue pile here. <laughs> I almost have all of my test minis clipped out right yeah, now. Yeah, you're getting pretty close. That's good. You got a lot of a lot of progress done while we did work. Yeah, hobby progress right here. Yeah, I but... should have
0: been doing that. I got stopped. To... Yeah, oh, we I'm sure I got we, we started to
1: talk about this, but uh army painter for their next round of speed paints so their initial release was 23 colors and they are working to bring the line up to 90 colors which seems like a too big of a jump if we're being (laughs) honest but uh
0: it's a lot of paint
1: yeah to to assist in that process they're doing a, a little program called the paint development team and so they've enlisted uh, me Dana Howell Ninjon and the the guys from Watch it Paint it to uh, I mean kind of act as consultants here to help guide the the formulation of the last couple of colors in this line and to be essentially beta testers alpha testers mm-hmm. and it's not something that I've seen a lot of companies do in in our little niche here very true and i think it's a cool idea um i'm still early enough in the experience that i can't say how well this particular (laughs) uh collaboration is going to work out i hope it's going to be great but uh i'm hoping to learn a lot about how the paint is made so that i can be smarter when i'm when i'm talking about paint in this industry to folks Mm -hmm. but um yeah just just also Speed paint is available at like my lo- local mall. Yeah, Speed such a paint is is everywhere. Army painter is everywhere. So I absolutely want it to be as good as possible for when beginners happen to pick up a box of army painter as their first supply. Yeah. And that's, and that's inevitable for almost everybody. A,
0: that's where yeah. I started.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like so, I, I came
0: back in. It's all army painter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I I hope this this experiment is gonna go well. Uh it, it seems like everyone on the on the team has been playing around with the the upcoming army painter speed paint paints and mm-hmm. even giving some feedback on it, and uh we'll see. You know, if it does go well, maybe other companies will do this, and the idea is it's supposed to be uh A way to kind of use us youtubers as representatives of the hobby community as people who do use these products and try to get some essentially customer feedback and i mean honestly the the other half of this is that they're using it as a as a marketing opportunity and as a customer relations opportunity sure um which is which is fine too but the, the more interesting thing is that they are getting early customer feedback in the development process of this stuff and that is cool yeah Um.
0: all I want to cool. see is like a paint bravely teal
1: done ooh yeah we can do that yeah I don't know out of <laughs> out of pure spite for stupid names I'm thinking of not naming mine goober town or paint bravely or whatever right Brave teal, eh, maybe. Brave, maybe, maybe, brave yeah.
0: teal's pretty good.
1: Yeah, as long as long as there's an actual descriptive word in there, it's not so bad. Well,
0: yeah, if it says teal, like brave then,
1: medium like, teal, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's the words like wizard orb.
0: Right, that's right. Yeah. If it was wizard orb cloak.
1: teal, sorcerer's yeah. cloak
0: purple, much better. I'm, I'm down harder. with that. Like call it whatever you want at that point. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool though. Um, you know I think everybody's kind of looking forward to seeing how that team gets on with everything. I mean, it's pretty exciting that, you know, army painter after, you know, doing that whole video of talking about like wanting to be part of the community, really getting out there and doing all this stuff and getting feedback properly has now recruited people to do that, that like for the most part, we already trust these people. Like we watch these people, we watch your videos. So I think that's pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that they're following through on all of that. And, uh, yeah, the yeah, second we'll, round of we'll see how It goes.
1: Hopefully, hopefully we're able to provide good feedback. Hopefully they take that feedback. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully it's not just a uh, customer relations marketing push thing. Hopefully they actually do want the feedback, and and we shall see. it's too early in the process to to comment on that. But yeah,
0: either there's we'll see either and... there is a brave teal or there isn't.
1: Okay. That's gonna make or break the whole thing. <laughs> the whole
0: yeah. line of ninety yeah. paints.
1: Yeah. Either there yeah. is
0: or there isn't. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there there were some comments of like people are like oh this is a pretty good team but you forgot this person pretty good team but you forgot this person like there would the list would be too long right you you need vince in here and like yeah that'd be good but but vince is a busy man right very busy man (laughs) that's the thing like the the list could go on forever
0: and they they pick people who obviously are already advocating for the use of speed paints people who have shown that they're they're using that like you made a video that has over a million views specifically about speed paints that's that's important i feel like that's important
1: <laughs> yeah but but again that's like are, are they just using it for the for the marketing or or it's smart are, if they are do, do they actually want my input <laughs> we'll see we'll see i i mean honestly I'll, like
0: i would rather give them the benefit of the doubt considering absolutely. the type of company uh, they are and the people who own it and work there honestly seem like genuine people like hobbyists that give a crap Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i i personally think it's great and i think it's all for the best and we're we're in for some good stuff
1: yeah i'm excited I'm, i'm gonna gonna give it a fair shot and hope for the best and uh and yeah interesting to see companies in this niche taking this pathway um Army Painter didn't exist at all until 15 years ago. This is their 15 year anniversary. Yeah, and so oh, it's awesome to see what you might have called like a third party before, or, or a small company before, become a major player in, in the industry and start to do some kind of innovation and in the way things are done. And yeah, have real. I mean, I mean, it's innovation, but it's also. Kind of like a like a small company thing to do of inviting participation from the outside, which is cool. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, like the larger – it's still like a larger company now that's treating it like a small company, which usually gets you a lot farther for sure.
1: Um, yeah, and that is nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it cannot be overstated that they're literally in like every hobby shop. So like the better that this company does, it's better for everyone.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes. Or, or the better that their products are that's, that are already in every store, yeah. <laughs> the better that it is for everyone. The for more sure, money they sure. make, is, the better for And that is, is one reason why us, yeah. I do wanna <laughs> take this opportunity make sure that I give the best feedback I can. So, um, actually, if you're if you're still watching this video and you have some colors other than the goober green and brave teal that you yeah. want to see in this line um yeah now's now's the chance so if you are a speed paint user and you're recognizing obvious holes in the line yeah put them in the comments below and i'll i'll play around with the the supplies they gave me here and see if it makes sense to include that and you know they they have already formulated like 42 of the next 67 paints um (laughs) But there there are a few holes still in there. I think that we'll we'll try to plug. Yeah,
0: oh, I'm sure you'll you'll find the holes to find the colors to put in. Like there can always be more colors.
1: To a point, I mean the the kind of the point of speed paint, contrast paint, or whatever whatever you call them is that you got the the shadow, the mid tone, and the highlight all in a single bottom bottle true so yeah. <laughs> like you turn every triad into a single, a single bottle so mm-hmm. the fact that there are 90 colors in this line it seems like a lot um and because of that i think it's even more important that the names are actually really descriptive yeah, yeah. because i mean let's face it sometimes the little hexagon of color on the bottle doesn't really tell you what it's going to look like when no. it's on the model and try well that's
0: something too it so. should just be more but anyways um Okay, so then if Bravely Teal is taken, then Bravely Jade, that kind of works right next to it.
1: (laughs) I propose ten colors that all just start with Brave.
0: (laughs) This is so good. (laughs) Like, why?
1: (laughs) A reason? Probably... Probably sneak one of them past the sensors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll forget to change the name on one of them at least, for just sure. Just saying, because, sure.
0: because at that point, I'm going to buy every bottle in every store and just give them to people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Casey. I just finished clipping my last sprue. Well,
0: you know what that means.
1: (laughs) Well, on that note. Yeah. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you
0: enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will. Talk to you next time.
1: Talk to you next time.
0: Yeah like Bravely J, Bravely Orange, Bravely Red. <laughs> like the list goes on.